Hey, welcome to the Kelly Cotrera Show. Thanks for tuning in. A pleasure to hang out with you today. Uh, Michael Armstrong joins us right now. He's business professor at Brock University who uh, studies cannabis. And the reason why we invited you on, Michael, is there's an interesting story where the GTAA, which is the authority that the agency that runs Pearson Airport, has hired a lobbyist to advocate on their behalf and explore the idea of bringing in new revenue streams like gambling and possibly cannabis shops. What are your feelings on on the news today? Uh, well, Kelly, it, it's it's an idea. So first of all, keep in mind that this is still at the idea proposals starting to lobby stage. So it's not like it's going to show up in the airport tomorrow. Um, but having said that, I, my initial reaction is, eh, why not? Um, so what they're, I understand they're proposing. I mean, I haven't seen the documents, but what I understand is they're proposing a retail store. So much like we have, particularly in Toronto, uh, hundreds of stores where you can walk in, buy a little package of cannabis, walk out, uh, putting something like that in the airport uh, amongst all the other shopping that's available in the airports. Yeah. I don't see a, I don't see a particularly strong fit, but you know, it's it's another thing that the airport could do to raise revenue. It's another thing for passengers to spend some time on. Uh, I mean, if you think about how airports have evolved, uh, you know, go back 30 years, airports had you know a couple places to buy food, some convenience stores, not much more. But over time, they realized and kind of have a captive market. So now you've got more, you got high-end clothing stores in some places. You've got some fairly expensive electronics. Um, so throwing in a retail store, sure. Uh, now, you know, some people would say, oh, cannabis. Oh, that's mm. you know, special. Um, but, you know, again, the airport has already sells alcohol. Uh, they've got the duty-free store yeah. uh, selling to passengers flying abroad. Mm -hmm. uh, bottles of alcohol to take with them. Uh, most airports have several licensed facilities where they serve alcohol. Um, so having and a place where you could buy packages... Not to serve it, but to buy packages, sure. Okay, so uh, we're, we're speaking with Michael Armstrong, who's a business professor at Brock University, and he specializes in the cannabis industry. Look, it's a completely legal industry. I think we have to break, we have to get rid of the barriers that still uh, are there as far as stigma in society with these cannabis stores. And I don't want to shackle anybody's buzz, but I can see how it's problematic in an airport because you said you, you can sell the package, but you might not be able to open it. Well, how do you control that somebody's not going to, you know, pop a gummy into their mouth? It's like we're not going to go around policing people in the airport. First of all, there's not enough people on staff. Secondly, nobody wants to deal with that. Um, and thirdly, this this could be problematic. Somebody jumping on a plane that maybe ingested a couple, you know, maybe they had one or two too many uh, gummies and now they're like flying sky high, literally and figuratively and problematic. Well, and I think that's the reason why it's important to distinguish between a retail store selling packages and something like what they're calling consumption lounges where you actually go in and consume the product. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, personally, I'm not in favor of the idea of, uh, <laughs> having passengers get on a plane flying high. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, on the other hand, people can already do that. They could sure. uh, buy it from a store, uh, eat it at home or bring it to the airport with them. Um, so it's, it's not something I'd want to encourage, but you know, in the sense of, well, yes, it's legal. Is there a valid reason to not have it in the airport? Uh, I can't it, see one, it, you know, as long as you, uh, you know, children aren't allowed in cannabis stores, so you'd have mm -hmm. to follow all the regular regulations. And the one thing's particular is the airport would have to make sure it's 
it's uh, somewhere where it's for domestic passengers. You wouldn't want to put this in the international uh, section of the airport because it's illegal to take cannabis internationally, no matter mm -hmm. what country you're flying to, no matter whether you know it's the United States or Germany, someplace that has you know, maybe a partially legalized, it's still illegal to take it across the board. For sure. Because, you know, and in Terminal uh, 1, it is domestic, but they fly to the States. So that is something you have to be aware of. I uh, brought, I always talk about this story because it killed me that I spent 25 euro in the Venice airport. You know, we passed through security. We bought this sausage. And, uh, you know, it's just like, you know, dry cured sausage and 25 euros. That's a lot of money, right? We're thinking we're going to oh. spend our euros. We get to... Um, we get to Canadian, the, the border, and they're like, do you have anything? We're like, yeah, we got this uh, salami. They're like, well, you got to go and get it checked. And we're like, no. So hours of that, and then they ended up throwing it out. We're, we're talking to the border agency um, staff, and we're saying, well, it's, it's, it's sealed. Could you guys eat it in the break room? They're like, no, it's illegal. We have to watch you throw it away. So that could yep. be problematic where we're talking about marijuana, but it might end up with an arrest, not just them taking it away. Um, well, that's something you'd have to talk to a lawyer about, the legal technicalities. I know some airports, uh, you know, they put up warning signs reminding passengers, no, you, you can take up to, I think it's 30 grams on a domestic flight, but you cannot take it on international flights. Right. I think some places even have uh, little amnesty boxes where if you get to the airport and realize, oh, oh yeah, I've got this stuff in my pocket. I guess I better toss it out. Um, I wish there know, was an amnesty box for my salami that somebody ate. <laughs> Well, yeah, that I've, I've encountered that too. You know, it's, it, and that's actually, uh, as you say, a funny story because I've had apples run into problem with apples. Uh, you know, they don't want fruits, vegetables, meat, something that might somehow contaminate the, you know, the food industry on the other side of yeah. the border. So, um, could there, could yeah, there be uh, a tourist novelty for American travelers to grab some pot as they land? Because it could be an incentive. Like you fly to Canada, you grab your pot at the airport before you leave. Uh, that's one potential market. Uh, I suppose, another, you know, of course they could go to a store somewhere else in Toronto, mm -hmm. but yeah, they're getting in the airport. There's a canvas shop right there. They say, oh yeah, I've heard about this stuff. Uh, get a package on the way to a hotel or wherever. Um, another potential market, um, could be a gift market. You know, people flying, uh, Christmas time or flying to a birthday and they get the airport. Oh, I don't have a gift. Um, if they're a friend or here's whoever gummies, likes cannabis, yeah. here's your gummies. Um, you know, I, I don't think it would ever be a big seller. I don't see a real natural connection to airports, but sure, there'd be a few things. And um, particularly where if we get away from the THC getting stone stuff, mm -hmm. thinking more about the CBD side, um, you'd want to talk to a medical professional about that. But I don't know if, if it helps somebody relax on a flight. Um uh, Maybe that's not such a bad idea. Okay. So do you see this um, being something that could come to fruition or do you think it's a bit of a pipe dream right now, Michael? Uh, well, that's that will depend on government regulators. And I regulators. don't mean that's a good. hash pipe dream. <laughs> this topic has lots of potential for puns. Um, <laughs> I don't see it coming immediately, but mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's reasonable potential uh, eventually um, as part of kind of a bigger picture where, okay, right now Ontario... A lot of places have a lot of stores. Some places, you know, like downtown Toronto, Queen Street have too many stores, but there's still spots in Ontario where we don't have good legal access to retail cannabis. Uh, some of the smaller communities that can't support a standalone store, 
uh, you know, Pearson Airport. There's uh, thousands of people there. Uh, there's people working there. There's passions going through. Um, so the Ontario government, now that we've kind of got the basic retail network, could be thinking, okay, where are some spots that we're missing? Mm-hmm. How can we facilitate legal access uh, where a conventional standalone store wouldn't work? Okay, so in that context, an airport store maybe would fit in that picture. All right. Well, um, you know, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see, Michael. I got to leave it at that. But I, I appreciate your expertise in this uh, topic and also your uh, tolerance for my puns. <laughs> well, thank you for inviting me. Have a great day. Michael Armstrong is a business professor at Brock University, studies cannabis industry. And we're talking about it because the GTAA uh, has hired a lobbyist. They're looking for ways to recoup a lot of their losses, more than 70 Sorry, $700 million, not $70 million, $700 million during the first two years of the pandemic. And they're still hemorrhaging money. They've taken out $690 million in short-term loans. They've already done what they could. Uh, they're borrowing to keep the lights on and the runways open. So they're looking at new revenue streams. Possibility is uh, pot shops or and in addition to pot shops, maybe they'll look at gambling. We'll have to wait and see what happens there.